0: Welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. In this episode, Danette helps you understand how curiosity can not only be important for your business, but can actually be a driving force for it. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Magical Learning's podcast. My name is Danette Fenton-Menzies, and I am the Director of Learning at Magical Learning. Today, I thought I'd talk about Curiosity. It's one of those things when um, times get tough, our brain tends to go more negative and we tend to become more judgmental. And one of the best ways to lead a life is to be curious about what's going on in life. I love the definition of curious. And this comes from the Australian Oxford Concise Dictionary. And it is about being eager to learn and inquisitive. And I always think About children, when I think about curiosity. This past weekend, we were down the coast with some of our children and our grandchild. And I loved just watching Miller, who is our granddaughter, put things in her mouth, crawl around. And she was really cute because she was just discovering her shadow. So she'd crawl around and then she'd notice a shadow and she'd put her head down and she'd look at it and she'd sort of look back at us and she'd start giggling. And she was just trying to work it out. At one stage, she actually crawled into the wall because she was so curious about her shadow. Now, that's the beautiful thing about curiosity is we get absorbed in things. And it's it's not difficult, it's fun. We're learning. And you know, if you think about riding through difficult times, Curiosity is going to keep us having those beautiful feel-good chemicals like serotonin, dopamine, etc., in our bloodstream, versus if we become more judgmental because we feel more threatened, then we get the adrenaline, the cortisol, etc., which are not, which don't make us feel good. So I love curiosity, and I think the thing I notice when I'm tired, when I've not looked after myself, I tend to be less curious. And I tend to then move more to the other end of the spectrum, which is that judgment. And one of the things I truly notice in myself is that when I start to believe I'm right and others are wrong, I know that I've lost my curiosity. So for me, that's a really good, oh, need to take a breath. I know I'm not seeing 100% of this. I'm recognizing that I'm becoming judgmental. Time to move back to curiosity and so some of the ways that I do that are that I ask myself better questions, such as what am I missing in this? What am I assuming the other people are thinking, or you know, what am I um, assuming they're doing this behavior because of? And those assumptions are something that really show to me that I am not being curious, that I am sitting in judgment. Some lovely things we can do to become curious. First of all, doing something outside our routine. One of the things I love to do is just to go wandering. We're so blessed. We live on a farm um, between Gundagai and Cudamundra in New South Wales, Australia. And our nearest neighbor is two kilometers away. So when we go wandering, it's just us and nature. And out in nature, if I walk for about 25, 30 minutes, I tend to find I become more creative, And I'm just much more present. And I think that's the other beautiful thing. When we're in curiosity, we tend to be present. Whereas when we're in judgment, we're sitting in our head and we're either thinking backwards or thinking forwards rather than being in the moment. Some other things that I am reminded, particularly when I notice I'm getting judgmental, is that's a signal to slow down, to take a couple of deep breaths to get back into my body and become really present. The other thing I love to do, which builds my curiosity is to try new things, whether it's learning a new skill, taking up a new hobby. So recently I've started doing some painting, um, even learning new languages. One of the things that I encourage my coaching clients to do is collect great questions. And I think that is a really good tool to help us be more curious. The other thing I think is the more we model curiosity, so it's a bit like fake it till you make it, the more we pretend we're curious, over time we become more curious. You know, if you look at people like Leonardo da Vinci who, you know, had a notebook everywhere. So taking a notebook with you and just asking yourself questions, looking at things in different ways can again build our curiosity. I think another thing that is so important is when we're in judgment, we tend to be really serious. When I look at kids and I think of curiosity, I think of fun, I think of laughter. So it's about being in the moment and just enjoying and going, okay, what else? What don't I know? Another great thing is just to think, okay, this is my perspective. What could another perspective be around what I'm looking at at the moment? And as I said, just dig in and and get used to, I don't have to know all the answers. That's what curiosity is about. It's about about learning about new things. I also read a really interesting article. And for those of you who who work in business, I think this article could be quite helpful. It was in the um, Harvard Business Review in their September slash October 2018 um, magazine and the article was written by Francesca Gino and it was called The Business Case for Curiosity and some of the things she said that were benefits of curiosity in the workplace are that we tend to see fewer decision-making errors, we tend to see more innovation and positive change in both creative and non-creative jobs. Because people are more curious, they're more open to different perspectives. So that also leads to reduced group conflict. And because we are curious, we tend to see more open communication and that helps lead to better team performance. Some of the things that we could inadvertently be doing to stop that curiosity if we're working in a workplace is we could have the wrong mindset around exploration. So we could believe mistakenly that curiosity, um, so if our teams are you know, doing their own thing for argument's sake or our people are doing their own thing because they're curious, then that will make the company harder to manage. We also see people believe that it will increase disagreements, slower decision making and increase costs. What we find is that mindset actually is not true. With curiosity, people work better together, they collaborate better, and it generally leads to lower costs and far more innovation. The other barrier to curiosity in the workplace is, according to this article, where we seek to be really efficient at the cost of exploration. One of the things that um, Kanika shared with me very recently was a video about a gentleman talking about how if we want to build anti-fragile organisations, so those that get stronger under pressure, then we have to be really careful about putting in place lots of things to make us extremely efficient. Just because something's efficient doesn't necessarily make it effective. So maybe sometimes what we're doing that is efficient can actually hinder our ability to be curious and to explore. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I'd really love to hear from you, the things that you do um, that build your curiosity and also what you notice about yourself when you're not so curious. Until next time, stay well and be magical. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Magical Learning Podcast. As always, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also look on our website for free webinars and extra resources, or to book in a session with Graham or Danette. Have a magical day.